Hello, and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla, the mama bird here at Little Bird Marketing. And today I am so happy to be highlighting amazing things that are happening in this industry that bring people together. Welcome to the MRX Mavericks miniseries. Your host, Call Sign Mama Bird, is on a mission to keep you out of the danger zone by introducing you to the Tom Cruises, the Top Guns, the Mavericks of the market research world. They're not flying F-14 Tomcats, no, 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 no. They're navigating the complex airways of data, consumer behavior, and market trends, and they do it with style. They don't follow the flight plan, they make it. This miniseries will be a little like a sweet 80s serenade. It might just take your breath away, but don't worry. We'll keep the oxygen mask ready. <laughs> If you're feeling the need, the need for speed, and deep insights and razor-sharp analysis, strap into your ejection seat and get ready for some high-octane interviews. Our guests are flying in fast and ready to drop some knowledge bombs. Now, there's plenty of humor, fun, and, of course, plenty of Top Gun puns, so buckle up and keep your aviators on. We're about to go supersonic. Woo! <laughs> this is MRX Mavericks, where we're always in a flat spin of exciting developments and never too far from a volleyball scene. Enjoy the episode and remember, you can be our wingman anytime. Let's roll. So today I have with me Lauren Isaacson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's really great to be here. This is really fun because I am going to talk a little bit about you so people know who you are, but it was so gracious of you to come on and talk about what QRCA is doing. And you jokingly say to me that you are a cult recruiter for <laughs> QRCA. So we're going to talk about that. But if you have not met Lauren Isaacson, she is from Curio Research and she has over 15 years of very broad experience. There's qualitative, quantitative, UX, customer experience research. She has worked in the vertical with marketing and advertising. And she's also trained people extensively within these fields with techniques and how to go about analyzing what's going on. But she really is known for her persistence and drive around results. So there's a lot of expertise that she can bring to different projects. And whether it's on your internal team, or maybe she's an extension of your team, but she can bring some teams up to speed with what's going on. So I will say this is another one of our cross-border wonder kids. So she has the U.S. and Canadian citizenship. So that's pretty cool too. But Lauren, tell me just a little bit about your day-to-day at Curio Research, and then we'll dive into QRCA. Ooh, day-to-day. So yeah, a lot of the work I do, it is subcontracting with various research and design agencies, usually in the UX space. Basically, they come to me with a project, they are either shorthanded or they are an agency that has kind of a virtual staff. And they come to me with a project and they say, are you available for this from this date to this date? And I can say yes or no. And it's usually something qualitative. Sometimes it is mixed methods. And it's usually around like either concept testing, some different design concepts for various social media or the things of that nature. Or sometimes it is trying to journey map or get to know a customer base. People I work with, they tend to get like their ears perk up and they get a little excited when I say that I have a specialization in interviewing people who are technology business decision makers or that are programmers or computer or software engineers, because I'm not at the same level that they are, but I can at least know enough that I know what they're talking about. I love that. Um, So you have the ability to really unlock a very different mindset that may be in those same environments. Other people are not 
able to kind of pull out for that quality interview? Yeah, there's certain things like I was working with a team recently and there was someone who did not have that background and we were interviewing data engineers and they were talking about different programs. And I was looking at her quote excerpts and transcripts and I was just like, and she wrote Jason and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Not like the name. It is Jason. J-S-O-N, all capital letters. It's a computer programming language. And she was just like, oh, she felt kind of silly. And just like, no, 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 you're going to get this. Just take some time. You have to, I have my social life. I'll have a lot of history. My husband is an interface designer. My friends are computer programmers. So I am aware of the language and I understand what they're talking about. So it's something that I've developed on my own and I can come in and do that fairly well. I'm sure there's a little bit of the knowledge, but it sounds like too, you have some empathy for that person and that must go a long way. (laughs) Yeah, it does help because I'm at those conversations at the bar with friends and they're talking about their jobs and what's going on and stuff like that. And also on like social media and stuff when they're talking about what's going on with Amazon web services or AI or anything of that nature. It's just like, I'm tuned into all that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. So right now you are volunteering with QRCA. So tell me a little bit about that position, why you put your name in the hat, because it's a lot of work to volunteer. So you must believe in the power of an industry association. So tell us Mm -hmm. about why you value the industry association and then why you personally are willing to give up your time for that. So for me, I don't know if I would have this job I don't know if I would be as good at this job as I am if it wasn't for the QRCA. Their availability, the communal support that I've gotten through that organization has been stupendous. Even before I was a member, doing the QCAS, going to chapter meetings as a non-member, it introduced me to the organization. It gave me training and understanding that I was not able to get otherwise. And so when I first joined and I went to my first conference the following year, there was someone from my chapter was stepping down and needed someone to step in. And I immediately raised my hand because I'm a chronic volunteer. It's what I do. I'm very good at raising my hand, but it was an opportunity for me to give back. And because the organization meant so much to me and I do have like a really strong sense of service. So that's my thing. So I was a chapter chair for a few years, and then I was asked to step into the marketing committee. And then shortly after that, there was an opening on the board. And in the election file previously, it was an honor. So the first year I was on the election panel and I did not get elected. Next year I was on and did not get elected, but I was like next in line. And so I was ready to like, they wanted to keep nominating me every year. I was going to keep putting my name in the hat every year. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. That's a lot of tenacity there, Lauren. I really like that. (laughs) Well, if you look at the board, like everybody that they nominate, it's just like, it's always a great group of people. So you can't like feel that bad or that dejected. And if you do, why were you doing this? Were you doing this for your own (laughs) ego? Were you doing this to actually like do some good? I love that. So talk about someone who does want to do good. First of all, you're saying it's just wonderful to be associated. Like you're not going to lose whoever the company is that you're going to keep. But how would you suggest, since you have spent many years doing a little bit of this, doing a little bit of that, just kind of finding the next thing that you can do to help. And obviously by putting yourself out there for the election, you obviously believe in just trying. So if someone were listening right now, a qualitative researcher, a UX researcher, someone wanting to really connect and try and make their career 
career more meaningful and the connections mm-hmm. a little deeper, what would you suggest they do? Because you've just rattled off a few different things that you've done over time. What else is there at QRCA to volunteer for? What isn't there to volunteer at the QRCA for? I mean, we're a volunteer-led organization. Anything that happens at our organization, it is done by volunteers, period. And so one of the benefits of volunteering, especially at the chapter level or in what we call a special interest group or SIG that are dedicated to subjects like UX, like creativity and innovation, like academia. We have groups specifically for those things. And so when you volunteer for those groups, when you raise your hand and you say, yeah, I would like to lead this group. Yes, I would like to contribute in some way. You have the opportunity to program selfishly. So that was my philosophy when I was a chapter leader was you know what, I'm going to find subjects and people that either I really like or a subject that I really want to learn about. And I'm going to find somebody to talk about that. And I will bet money that there are other people in this chapter that also want to learn that. Let's take a short break. Looking for an extension of your market research team? EMI Research Solutions delivers quality and unbiased market research data tailored to the needs of your business. With EMI, you get an agile-focused team of researchers with over 22 years of experience. Plus, their podcast, Intellicast, takes a look at market research industry from a new perspective. You can find them at emi-rs.com. That's emi-rs.com. I love this. So QRCA really is about bringing together people who want to innovate and they all are willing to say, hey, we all have either blind spots or we have areas that we need professional development. Let's collaborate together and figure out how we can advance not only our own careers, but also the industry and have maybe a deeper conversation about how do qualitative researchers really provide value over time for brands. And I agree with you. If you have this issue or if you're needing to know what's next in qualitative research, someone else does too. Yeah. There is a wonderful culture of abundance at the QRCA that makes it so special. It is the friendships that you see. It is not a competitive organization. It is the culture of abundance is that if we all come together and we all learn from each other, and we all do good work, there will be more work to do. I love that. That is 100% what I preach, which is why I want to take the time on this podcast to pull the curtain back and say, hey, have you considered QRCA? Like this is something that is not a moneymaker. Like you said, it's a volunteer-led organization really just for the improvement of the industry and the improvement of the standards of the industry. And I've spoken at QRCA and I've attended and the sessions have just been amazing. But you're right. The camaraderie is something special. I do love that. (laughs) I don't know a single organization that has that. I'd be really hesitant to do anything that would disrupt that. And I'm only a member of one organization. It's this one. Interesting. That's interesting. I don't think I have many people who are just a one organization 
Well, like I got a ton of money to burn here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that a little bit, actually. Kind of who is a member. And membership is not super expensive, but I will put it in show notes and people can go take a look. I definitely mm-hmm. want to make sure people know, hey, is this for me? But I will tell you a little bit about what QRCA shared with me. And that is that 77% of their members are based in the US. Mm-hmm. And then like with you, you work in US and Canada. And then the rest of them are split between Canada and of course around the world. Last time I was there, I was sat and had lunch with a qualitative firm out of Tokyo. So that was super fun. (laughs) But 46% of QRCA members are sole practitioners. So if you're a small one person shop and think, oh yeah, but it's just me think again. This is a great place for you to come and network. And maybe if you don't have large natural networks or peer groups, this is a great place to come. And then about 40% are two to five employee groups. And then about 15% are mid to large companies. So it does skew a little bit more into the small group. And I think that might lend a little bit to what you were talking about, the camaraderie. Oh yeah, that does help a lot. I do want to kind of emphasize that the C is a bit misleading. The C for consultants in our name is a bit misleading. We are trying to do something. We'll see if we can do something about that. It's tied to our URL. So that makes it a little (laughs) little tricky. But basically back in 2018, it used to be that it was only for consultants. So people who were with an agency or people who were independent like myself, it was closed off to people who were on what was known as the client side or in-house corporate, whatever name you want to call it. That is no longer the case, but that was changed in 2018. And so now if you are a vendor, now we are open. So we have a lot of people who are recruiters, who are facilities, and they are also members. We have people who are in-house, people who work for Black & Decker, people who work for Microsoft, people who work for Google, Meta. They are now also able to join and become members and learn from us as well. That culture of abundance has not changed. It is still there. Yeah. And I do love that the speaking, while there's a lot of other professional development, there is still so much really high quality conversation around the standards that we keep. And that's kind of the phrase, or maybe it's like the feeling I get from the stage. Like people are concerned and they're willing to say, Hey, I've identified an issue where maybe we all need to discuss a little bit more how we present this to our clients and make sure that we're always at the forefront of the highest quality of what's going on in research. And I love that, that kind of take. Let me back up and unpack one other thing about like what it's like on the inside of QRCA if someone is interested. But I do know that about 50% of the people who are members have been in qualitative research for over two decades. So that is a lot of great mentorship walking around those rooms. And But I did notice it is really cool to see that another 25% are in the infancy stages of their careers. And to me, bringing those two groups together in one organization is so key. And especially as people have gone to so much remote working that need to have access to someone who may not be on your actual employer team, but you still can reach out and get some great mentorship there. But I would be really remiss if I didn't give you a chance to talk about the annual conference and you guys change the venue each year and Mm -hmm. people can always go to qrca.org to go take a look at what events are coming up. And of course there's events all over the U S and so many virtual events really that you all put on throughout the year. Really interesting. I've gone to ones about diversity and inclusion. I've gone to ones about specifically about UX. I've gone to 
one specifically about hybrid design and just mixed methodologies. And it's really been really something for everybody. But tell us about how the team and the volunteers go about thinking through the annual conference and what is so special about that. When I try and tell people why they should come to the conference, I'm just like, it's research camp. (laughs) Who doesn't love research camp? Research camp is the best. So yeah, you go and there is definitely that emphasis. Like it is a conference. You are there to learn. And so you will get really great content. And there's definitely with us opening it up, there is a lot more. It used to be that it was very much more advanced. We are definitely bringing that in, but it's going to be also, you're going to learn the basics as well. If there are things that you're like, you're not sure like where to get started on this stuff, there's places for you to go. There is going to be talks that you can attend. But then there's also what are known as, well, it used to be known as roundtables or topic discussions. I'm not sure what anymore, but roundtables are great because basically someone comes up and I've done two of them where I was just like, I want to lead a roundtable discussion on this topic. And the person who's leading it will come in prepared and go, here are some thoughts on this. Or I usually do it as about topics like tech for running a small business or small business research. I've also done a round table on self-motivated professional development. Like, how do you keep that going? And then I've also done a round table on basically presentation design, how to do that really well for not a lot of money. And so I've led things about that. And, and so I come in and I'm just like, here are some resources that I know if we're able to, we're able to have like a Google doc and we can all kind of like contribute to it. And we have a discussion. So it's not just about me. I am starting the conversation. I am informed about the subject, but then there's people there. And like, even if they don't know a lot about it, they probably know something that I don't know. And so they're able to bring something to add to the conversation. It's pretty great. I love that. That's so maximizing the knowledge that's in the space. I also think that there's really no other place to get a group of just insanely curious people together than at a quality conference. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then there's like so much emphasis on getting people to connect with new people. We have an ambassador program where you get paired with someone who is going to kind of like give you the lay of the land, have someone that you can connect with. And just at least one person that you can talk to while you're there, who is there to help you or will introduce you to other people. That's a pretty basic question. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I know someone who does that here. Let me introduce you to that person. I think you're really going to get along. And then there's diner rounds where you get together and you go to a restaurant with a group of strangers and you just start to talk. Everybody's very happy to talk to you. It's a group of interviewers. I tell you, turn around when you're in line at the buffet and talk to the person behind you. It'll be a great conversation. I love that. That's such a great place to end on in terms of the networking. So first of all, Lauren, just as a huge thank you for you coming on and being propping up this cult. It's good. (laughs) You need to reach out to Lauren Isaacson and it's L-A-U-R-E-N. I-S-A-A-C-S-O-N. Find her on LinkedIn. And if you're thinking, maybe I should go to a QRCA event, but I don't have a friend. You do now. Lauren will be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) She's also at curioresearch.net, C-U-R-I-O research.net. So 
check out what she does too. But I think you can see from that, maybe she could get you over that little fear, maybe that last hurdle that you need to get over to volunteer and put yourself out there and say, you know, I bet I could lend a little bit of a help. Maybe it could be as small as just monitoring a chat during a webinar. It could be being a wingman for somebody who comes to the next event. But there are so many different ways to support the industry. As Lauren has said, the industry seems to support you right back. That's I love it. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us and telling us a little bit more about how qualities of the world can unite here under QRCA. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. From all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.